Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Fire for them, fire for them. If you're looking for that 35-bag umbrella and all damn thing there, keep it locked with this Unomics podcast. 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 Yo, 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 welcome back to another episode of the Disonomous Podcast. All the usual, jump on the Patreon, YouTube, all that, all that, but this is my 200th episode. I wanted to make it a bit more special, but schedules didn't allow, and it is where it is. We'll do that for the 250th episode, but a big thank you to all the listeners. I've got thousands of subscribers on Apple Podcasts, thousands of followers on Spotify and SoundCloud, and now just over a k on youtube so big up all of you lot all my followers on social media big up you lot and all the people who've been on my podcast um this is from zaynab bola soul Migo true um daryl dr lee uh who else ali drea monica lee um i'm trying to think of all the people i've had jen davis davies or davis can't remember sorry jen uh Phoebe Jamila um Taser Matt Bridgman my boy Keith Mitz Expose um Anton I'm trying to think Roberta Nye Loretta David Bell of course my G been on many pods Meads my boy Jeff shout out blockchain Jeff I'm trying to think of who else I had on my pods I've had so many great people. I'm just trying. I hope I don't miss anybody out. Oh, Bumi, of course, had you in my second podcast. How can I forget? Uh, oh, my darling Kumi. Shout out you, you clumps of makeup. That was a sick episode. Uh, I'm just trying to think if I've missed out anybody. I've had so many good guests, so many good topics from makeup to economics of dating to gender pay gap to exchange rates. Oh, sh- shout out Tom. Um, that was a great podcast as well. We did. Um, we've done exchange rates. We've done politics. We've done abortion law. We've done cryptocurrency, housing, um, gym, coronavirus. So many different topics. 200, 200 episodes. That's a lot of episodes. And I thank you for going on this journey with me. I initially jumped on podcasting well I've been to be fair before this podcast I've been doing podcasts for previous since 2013-14 it was Touch and Fracas shout out my boys Touch and Fracas oh yeah Mariah you've been on my podcast shout out you my G of course my boy Sebi Mr. Las Olas can never forget you been on a few pods 
um, we've been podding for years and I started off blogging for Dysonomics. Really, it was just to write down my thoughts on, in, on economics and current affairs and stuff. I didn't really think it would go anywhere. Like, it was, I wasn't even meant to share it. But I just showed my boys the design of the website because I thought, oh, this looked pretty cool. And they were like, oh, you should just drop it. Like, do you know what I mean? I was like, ah, nobody's going to care. This ain't really the most entertaining stuff. Do you get me? Dropped it and there was massive interest. I was shocked. Massive interest, cool. And then, but although I believe I can write well and shoot my own horn, I just can't be bothered. I'm a bit of a lazy git and I like to get straight to the point. And I find, um, so writing to get my points out accurately and so people don't misconstrue my words, I have to be very thorough. But I could do that a lot easier when I speak. So, okay, let me just jump on podcasted. So that was back in 2016. I wasn't really consistent. I was kind of threw it out there. People were feeling it. And then people were like, oh, when are you going to drop the pod? When are you going to drop the pod? So I'm like, okay, cool. I think it was like February 2017. I said, I'm going to drop pods every week. And people don't know me. Once I say something, I have to do it. And ever since then, we're here, we're here where we are. Of course, shout out Dami from Lendo. How can I forget? Um, also, I'm trying to think of anybody else. I've had a lot of great guests, you know. So many great guests. So many great supporters. People share my pod on Instagram. People share my... Um, COVID posts, my videos, people who retweet on Twitter, just loop. Oh, Shom, my G Shom. How can I forget Shom Asita, mate? My absolute G. Great episode. Spotify shout out us out for that one because it's such a popping episode. Shout out to you. And yeah, thank you for all the guests I've had on our podcast and the guests to come and you listeners. Literally, if you don't want effing with it heavy, I 100% would have stopped time ago because sometimes I can't lie to you. I just can't be asked. I'm going to keep it real with you. But like, just people seeing me in the streets and like giving me like a nod or a handshake for my podcast and how it's helped them in terms of information. I've had people tell me, oh, they're going for an interview for like, for like a law legal job and my podcast helped them with their commercial awareness. Somebody, shout out my boy Kunz, he showed me that um his pastor referenced some of the stuff I've been talking about. I remember a couple of years ago, somebody, somebody's lecturer at university used one of my podcasts and that just lit things to me. So when people see me in the streets and you give me a young shout out, please don't be rattled at my initial response. I'm a young, I'm a black man that grew up in London, boy. So when I see people coming to me, I'm on oh my God, you know what I mean? But when it's for the part, it's all love. It even happened to me today. So yeah, man, God bless you all. And I hope that you're with me for the next 200 episodes. Do you know what I mean? And we're going to take it up a notch, actually. I know I keep saying that things have been very busy and manic, but we're going to take it up a notch, so shout out, look out for that. And yeah, let's get into this week's pod. And in fact, before I get into it, the most important shout out, yeah, to my guy, Andre, yeah. I shall tell you why Andre's the GOAT. You're listening to this pod now and, you, and the sound quality is good. I record it from my home. The acoustics of my home aren't that good. I've changed places a lot of times. I've got the great, correct equipment, but... You still need, I still need probably a bit more better equipment that I want to invest in eventually. And you want to have like soundproof and all that type of stuff. My pods did not sound this good before, even though I spent 350 quid on a mic. A young man named Andre hit me up. He's like, yo, I can help with your sound. I was like, okay, cool. Let's meet up. Let's meet up. We met up. I was like, yeah, he, he, we spoke about the process. He's like, oh, boom, this is what you could do. I can help you with your sound. I was like, okay, cool. Um, okay, cool. What do you want in return? Like, how much I have to pay you? He was like, no, don't be silly. I was like, no, no. And since then, this man has been helping with my pods ever since. Without fail, an absolute legend. The greatest. And when 
this pod gets to where it's meant to be, it's because of Andre. And Andre will definitely reap heavy rewards for all the stuff he's put in. And you people enjoying this pod, it's because of Andre. Because see me, I know nothing about sound. I couldn't tell you. I am not skilled when it comes to this. So big up Andre. And when you people are doing your prayers, remember Andre's the GOAT. Oh, cool. Anyway, let's get into this week's podcast. Hi, it's MXM and listen to the Dysonomics podcast because it's late. Yo, people, welcome back to another episode of Dysonomics. And this week we're talking IPO specifically to Coinbase. So it's probably best to start off with what an IPO actually is and why it's relevant and the good sides and the bad sides of IPO. So what's an IPO? An IPO is the process is inter- in initial public offering. Really and truly is the process of offering shares of a private company to public to the public. And this is via a stock issuance. So my private company, the people that own shares on my company is me, my wife, my kids, my best friend, and some angel investors. My company's booming. We're a unicorn now, $1 billion valuation. And now to raise capital and stuff, I'm listing my business on the London Stock Exchange. Cool. I'm now issuing shares in my private company that was previously owned by me and then XYZ up to the public. So for institutional investors, retail investors to get involved. The public investors are now have the ability to participate in offering. Whereas before in certain funding rounds, it mean the everyday public cannot get involved. So for a company to be able to have an initial public offering, you have to meet the requirements for the relative exchange. So if it's in the UK, you have to meet the requirements. So Divaru had to meet the requirements for the London Stock Exchange. Coinbase has to meet the requirements for the SEC. So that's the Securities and Exchange Commission. The IPO provides a company's opportunity to raise capital, to raise money, to now go and invest. And really and truly, this also offers an exit strategy for the company's founders and early investors to realize their full profits. So you've put in money, put in your 100 bags or your two M's, and now your company's worth like six, seven bill. You can actually now realize some real life profits. Before a company goes private, as I said before, they usually have a relatively small amount of shareholders. This includes early investors like founders, family, family and friends, along with venture capitalists and angel investors. Usually this happens when a private company reaches a significant valuation, usually a billion dollars, and then on a unicorn status, but this is not the be or end or for obviously they will look at variety of metrics to determine, yeah, this could be IPO worthy. And IPO share prices are priced through underwriting due diligence. They look at a company or whatever, then they set a price and it hits the market. Now, what are the advantages of this IPO? First of all, access to investment from, from the investment public to raise capital. Whereas before you go into venture capitalists, raising money from your own pocket, um, angel investors, all these funding rounds, now you've opened it to the public. It's also easier to establish the value of acquisition target. So if, for example, let me try to think of a recent acquisition. Uh, so Spotify have recently purchased, um, they purchased Anchor before, they've recently purchased Locker Room. They've, I think it's Gamlet or Gimlet or stuff like that. If these companies were listed publicly, it's easier to kind of work out their value and all that type of stuff and then purchase them. Also, another advantage of IPO is that now you're a publicly listed company, there is increased transparency. You have to be able to 
there's quarterly reporting and this shows out your tax, your financial statements, all that type of stuff. This is interesting because for example, like for example, Kylie Jenner's company, Kylie Cosmetics, when they were private, there was a lot of hoo-ha about, oh, is her company really worth that $1.2 billion valuation? But once her company was bought out by a bigger cosmetics brand, now we were able to see the numbers from Kylie Cosmetics in the quarterly, quarterly meetings. Also, this increased transparency into, and, and be able to look really into your financials because obviously you have to rec- report these details to shareholders. They have a right, as, as I now own X percentage in this company, I have a right to know how my company is doing because I own a portion of it, of course. Now, this also makes it more favorable, can lead to more favorable borrowing terms from lenders because there is more of a in-detailed understanding of where your company is financially. Another advantage of IPOs is that it can lead to lower cost of capital for equity and debt. And of course, one of, uh, on a more aesthetic look, it increases exposure and prestige. Your company is now public. You, you, do you know what I mean? Now, with everything, there's disadvantages. One is expensive to, and the cost of maintaining public business is, of course, ongoing. You have to disclose your financials, your accounting and your tax information. And this could reveal stuff that might not be in your best interest and also can aid competitors. Because remember I said, you have to release details in these quarterly meetings to shareholders. There's also increase of legal accounting and marketing costs significantly because now you're a public company. All these costs are going to naturally increase. There's increased time and effort and money for reporting. Because remember again, before you didn't really have to report like this publicly now you do also loss of control this is a key one to shareholders obviously if you're giving equity in your company away these people now have say in your company shareholders can obtain voting rights and they can control the company via the decisions of the board of directors also share price fluctuating can sway the direction of leadership and could lead to silly stuff like for example in my opinion buybacks aren't very ethical we saw british um ba the british airways and other airlines just the airline industry in general who who were killing it they went on a 10-year run of absolutely smashing it and with with their increased profits instead of them to reinvest in a company or stash them away for rainy day i.e corona they pumped more money into the they essentially just bought back their stock now this damaged them in the long term because when coronavirus came and cash became king having cash flow because obviously your business has come to a halt they didn't have the surplus of cash because they're pumping it into buyback stocks also the right leadership and governance by board of directors can make it hard to retain managers who are willing to take risks because obviously you have to go for the board of directors so here's some of the advantages and disadvantages of your company going private now coinbase what is coinbase coinbase global inc is listed is a is a cryptocurrency exchange where there's over 56 million retail investors and access to all types of cryptos so they hold assets for 56 million people now they were listed early on wednesday last week as you're listening to this will be last week so that'll be wednesday i think wednesday the 16th of april if i'm if i'm correct no not the 16th wednesday the 14th sorry of april um on the on an on nasdaq it started with a bang the valuation soared to 112 billion dollars by wednesday on wednesday but then it slipped that back down below its art skin price this is also linked into the price of bitcoin that which hit sixty two thousand dollars, and other tech stocks falling across the board the valuation is massive and it smashes 
more traditional financial companies such as Nasdaq, whatever. The share listed, the share price itself was listed as $328, closed at, sorry, at $328.28, which was down from the open price of $381, if I remember correctly. And right now, I'm going to live on the pod, I'm going to check the price of Coinbase. So Coinbase is currently trading at $342. So obviously that's even up from their close on on Wednesday the 14th. It did climb as high as $429.54, but it closed an evaluation of $86 billion. This is insane. Massive, massive, massive. $86 billion. Coinbase was valued last in their last funding round, which was three years ago in 2018. It was valued at $8 billion. So in three years, from $8 billion to $86 billion. Absolutely frightening. Now, they chose to debut on NASDAQ instead of New York Stock Exchange because one of the main reasons was the New York Stock Exchange didn't um, pitch them, didn't include Coin, which is quite daft when you think about it. And Coinbase, as I said, Coinbase owns assets for um, 56 million retail customers, making it the largest digital coin exchange in the USA. So there's many, obviously the early investors, there's been big winners. And for my audience who are interested in pop culture, two people do I respect and love a lot. Nazir Jones, aka Nas, one of the greatest rappers of all time, was an early investor in Coinbase. His company, Queensbridge Venture Partners, invested in the Series B rounds when they were when Coinbase was trying to raise twenty five million dollars. So imagine that in eight years ago they were trying to raise twenty five million dollars. Eight years later they raised eighty eight billion dollars. So in this round you can invest between one hundred and five hundred k. There's no real understanding of where of where Nazir's company, um, how much they paid between that range, but it's thought to be at least well, the valuation of their um shares is worth at least forty million dollars now. What a fantastic investment! A hundred, let's say five hundred k turned into minimum forty million dollars in eight years. Who wouldn't do that? And to put it into perspective. Some of us, um, so I know some of my friends listening, um, some people I know, some people I've seen, or some of our parents, our family members, our colleagues may have invested £500,000 into a house, property, for example, obviously paying your deposit, which is your capital plus the mortgage. Imagine your house in eight years became worth £40 million. Crazy. Of course, Shares are a lot more volatile than housing market. And of course, NBA superstar Kevin Durant, uh, who's got a lot of money, his investment company, 35 Ventures, backed Coinbase in 2017. Now, people don't know how much he invested, but there's a lot of speculation. A lot of people believe it's seven figures because, for example, the company Postmates, who's like a, which is a food delivery service in the United States, before Uber purchased it, he invested a million dollars into that. I remember Kevin Durant... Um, he he donated a million dollars in Oklahoma after the hurricane, or I think yeah, I think it was a hurricane or earthquake or something. Like that. It was a natural disaster of sort. So yeah, so that's it. It'll be interesting to see where Coinbase um, goes from now on. Listeners, let me know if you're investing in Coinbase. Let me know your thoughts on IPOs. You know where to find me: Instagram on this nomics this and this nomics pod, Twitter underscore nomics. Make sure you're following on YouTube. Make sure you're on the Patreon. And yeah, thank you for listening for 200 episodes. Big up you lot.
Social Podcast Network.